0: I think it, it you add character when you travel because there's so much that you don't know but you don't realize it till you find out that you don't know this. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and it's one thing that I really appreciated having a, a black president because when I would travel abroad I'd get uh, Tupac or I'd get, even if they, w- they were being cool, you know, th- whatever American they can associate you with was Will Smith. Right. Funny thing, when I was in Russia, every time I went somewhere, people would say Wesley Snipes. And I was <laughs> like, are you crazy? <laughs> like.
1: Hey, hey, it's a great day to change lives, man. We are back with another episode of the Instincts podcast. And when I tell you, I have somebody with more stamps in his passport. It's, he said it's probably safer to tell you where he is not been than to tell you where he's been, man. We want to show everybody how to go global and international. I got Theta Salazar in the building. You got so many titles, man. Give me, give me, give me three of them. Give
0: me three of your nicknames. Uh, attorney, uh, activist, and poet. Love it. I love Hey, Hey, man, you, can you give us a freestyle then? Uh sure. Right. Uh, <laughs> you got one on see, your mind? Uh, uh. <sighs> At the end. See, we have to stay focused. They're nothing but demons with hocus pocus. They got the mark of beast and a the needle. They'll try to poke us. A plague on the house. They'll take the firstborn and bring locusts. And they're trying to break the concentration. Trust me, just stay focused. Okay, that's an early introduction.
1: <laughs> and guess what? We're going to do an outtake because I got on the wrong shoes. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go so what we're gonna do is come back, cause I got them my work shoes. We can't have me up here looking like dirty cotton swabs. We're gonna do that flow again at the end, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: we're back. Clean kicks. All right, no work shoes. Quantity you recording? You good? I got you. No work shoes, no bloopers. Okay, so what we do is we start the Instincts podcast with a very, very important question. What is the most challenging thing in life you've ever had to overcome and how did you
0: overcome it? Let's go with the first part. Uh, well, I think I'd say uh, as an attorney, one of the things for me that's really challenging is that I have other people that depend upon me. Okay. Uh, and so when they have an issue or when they're really seeking justice, it really becomes something that's uh, more important than myself. Uh, so I had a situation where I knew there was a, a case that needed to be pursued. It was not in the United States, but uh, for whatever reason, because it involved going against a, a, a government. No attorneys wanted to touch it, okay. but I knew that a, a, an injustice would occur that would be something that be, you know, almost the, the harm would be way greater than, than any, anything that could happen to, to yourself. So okay. uh, I had to go over to this country. What country? Istanbul. Istanbul. Now for those like myself who don't know, what's nearby? Uh, Istanbul actually is one of the only places where you can see Europe and Asia at the same time. Gotcha. Uh, and also the Bible was assembled at the Council of Nicaea, which is now known as Itznik, but that's also right outside of Turkey. So that's okay. very important. It used to be Constantinople. Okay, gotcha. Okay, got So, okay, gotcha. Uh, so, Emperor Biblical. Constantine and all that. So, yeah. there's a lot of, um, Istanbul is the start of Christianity if you look at the Battle of 1453 you know where that was one of the first holy wars and and because islam defeated christianity that's why you have all of north africa and all of that region that is now islamic Uh, but in any event i had to go there uh because it involved a government uh entity find an attorney that was willing to go against that government and then locate a witness that ended up being in russia so there was so much that could have happened that could have made me give up But I didn't. And that was something that I, I I always look back and I'm like, if I can accomplish that, then when something else comes up, I look at it it's like uh-huh. you can do anything. Exactly. So, OK, so wait, talk to me, man. The witness was
1: in Russia. What mm-hmm. was the crime being committed? And how do you how do you go from being an attorney here in the States? I'm sure you didn't start off international. No. Right. How'd you go from being an attorney here in the States to get an international lawsuit against another government? That's a loaded question. Let's start the first one.
0: Uh, Well, uh, and and from basically what I can basically uh, specify about the actual facts of the matter, I mean, it's been in the media. I mean, this was a particular case that was a nightclub shooting. In Istanbul. In Istanbul on on New Year's Eve. Uh, This was 2018, I believe. So, you know, the the facts of the matter can be just regularly Googled per se. But I just had to find a firm in that country to go after that case. Uh, Because it was a U.S. citizen? uh, No, it was not. Uh, Our client actually was a Jordanian individual.
1: Okay, so okay, talk to me like I'm in the first grade. Mm -hmm. The shooting happens
0: in Istanbul. Correct. And my brother
1: Theda Salazar gets the call because they chose
0: a U.S. attorney? Yes, because actually uh, the cousin of the decedent was... We already worked together on other matters. Got you. Okay. So they wanted y'all to represent? Well, they needed someone in Istanbul. They didn't want us necessarily to represent them when it came to me because he asked me, Hey, do you know any attorneys in Istanbul? And I'm like, Well, actually, I do have some contacts and communications over there because I've been to to Istanbul at least three times before that occurred.
1: Okay. Okay. Got you. Okay. Got you. Man, that's crazy, James. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So let's ramp our way up. So the, the answer to the, to the second question is, how did you overcome it? You overcame it by find. did you find a witness in Russia? Uh,
0: well, they did. But I was the one to, I was fortunate and blessed to be able to go over there and have the opportunity uh, to see Russia and participate in that process. Gotcha. And that, that comes into play just because it's like having watched everything that's going on with Ukraine and seeing everything that's taking place over there, but then knowing, OK, you, I've been to Russia, I, I know their mentality. I've been to the Supreme Court of Russia in Moscow. Uh, and for me, that's one of the, the little things that I do when I go to different countries. I go to their Supreme Court because you get to learn a lot about a country when you learn about their version of justice. Got gotcha. you. And so from there, you can figure out pretty much what else is going on with the lay of their land. So, James, let me ask you this, man. We, we, we got so much to talk about. Mm-hmm. Roughly, how many countries have you been to, been to? Now, y- y- keep in mind, I was the lion in the hip hop Wizard of Oz for five years before I was an attorney. So I performed on four continents, just doing music and other stuff. I didn't know that. Yes, man. You the
1: lion in the hip hop Wizard of Oz? <laughs> we gotta go back, so we could talk about politics, community activism, yes. law, and acting.
0: Yes. And hip hop and poetry. Yes, and so I was also I was an intelligence specialist in the Navy. So I was a you know. my my between my military and my governance and my uh performing i've been around the world three times that's what i tell people wow yeah have you been to at least all seven continents no i have not been to australia and i've not been to antarctica Uh, me too yeah yeah so pretty much australia last two Yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: okay good so okay so let's walk it from the beginning no let's stay here for a minute talk to everybody in the u.s right now who has not been abroad, talk to the children about how much education you've gotten just by seeing the world. Let's inspire some people to
0: get the passport and go overseas, man. It's a, it's a big world and they, they don't see it. I think it, it, you add character when you travel because there's so much that you don't know but you don't realize it till you find out <laughs> that you don't know this. Right, right. Uh, and it's one thing that I really appreciated having a, a black president because when I would travel abroad, I'd get uh, Tupac, or I'd get even if they they were being cool, you know, whatever American they can associate you with was Will Smith. Right. Funny thing, when I was in Russia, every time I went somewhere, people would say Wesley Snipes, and I was like, "Are you crazy? Like, look at my look at No, seriously. I mean, they thought it was you, dude. No, I don't even know. So I was I was out one evening, right. But it happened on numerous occasions at different locations. <laughs> so I'm walking up the stairs, and we're, there's security there. And so they're, they're, they're cool, cordial. But then, you know, when I walk off, they say something in Russian, and he, 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 Wesley Snipes. And I'm like, so I asked my man. I was like, dude, why like? He's like, no, nah, it's not like that. They know that you're not. It was like they just say, equate. equate, you know, whatever America. And he said over there, they, we, we see a lot of Wesley Snipes stuff. Okay, so, guys. Gotcha. Okay, guys. Gotcha. Okay, so gotcha. I was like,
1: all right, but. Anybody else? (laughs) Anybody else? So
0: you were equating that, you made a parallel to Obama. When he was in office, what happened? Well, when he was in in office, when you would, now that you travel abroad, people have seen us at higher levels other than just in a rap video and either on Mm -hmm. a movie screen, they've seen us commanding the free world Mm. so you get another level of respect in these other countries before that hadn't seen any of that because some of these people never go to america you might be the fourth or fifth american they've met and you might be the first person of color from america that they've met so they're looking at you you know basically with whatever preconceived notion they might have which would have been whatever they've seen on tv or read in a magazine or or what or whatnot And, and people i'm so proud of you man people
1: like yourself get to change that that imagery that they have of us overseas when yeah.
0: they see a smart, intelligent brother come in and and uh, and, and taking care of business. You know, and it's, it's also important, too. I, I tell a lot of people, especially if they have downtime, you could go teach English for three months in a country. You hmm. could go teach English for six months in a country uh, if you really wanted to. If you wanted to see that part of uh, of the world, they have those opportunities that are right. out there. Yeah. You know, and it's it, you learn a lot about yourself and you learn a lot about your ability to adapt to new environments and new situations and help people sometimes even though there may be, you know, you'll be able to communicate with them, but there may be some sort of language barrier. How right. do you overcome that? Absolutely.
1: Do you speak any other languages? Did you learn anything? You know, uh, maybe not fluid, but like not you, fluent, pretty but I'm decent.
0: In I'm, I'm decent in my Spanish and Portuguese. Por- yeah. Portuguese and Spanish. Yeah. Okay. And so, and so my wife is, is Salvadorania. So you know, she tries to have like an hour a day where she only wants to speak Spanish and, and uh, you know, and sometimes I can go with it. But it's, as far as a, if it's something that I really need to get out, I'm like, all right, babe, I got a break. Look, yeah, this, let's look, talk about this it. is what happened. <laughs> blah, 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 blah,
1: blah. <laughs> she try, but that's great. It's something that is something that's um, underappreciated mm-hmm. and, and, and two languages, man. I keep saying I'm going to do it one day, but I need to go on and jump in with both
0: feet. But you know that's what? Important. It, it is because nothing endears you to another person than trying to communicate with them on their level in their in their language, in their linguistics. Right. I mean, that shows that you're trying more than anything other than just, you know, like if you ever go to France, even if they speak English, they will, for whatever reason, they will act like they don't. Right. Okay. Right. They stand uh, true to the native tongue. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, funny thing, one time I was in a grocery store in Brazil and uh, this, uh, the, the, the cashier, she got upset with me. And I I didn't understand why. So there was this this Caucasian gentleman behind me. I don't know if he was American. He might have been whatever. Uh, But anyway, I just asked him. I said, hey, man, she understood me. What's the problem? He said, yeah, man, you were mixing Portuguese and Spanish. They don't like that. Oh, you were trying to do a little bit of both. But I was still speaking, you know, (laughs) and and she still understood me. And he's like, yeah, she got mad. <laughs> they want you to stay true to it. I guess so. So I never did that again. Yeah.
1: Now you learn. You learn. Yeah. So let's let's go back to the beginning, man. I know you from high school. Right. Right. I've had the honor of, and pleasure of meeting you in high school. At the times, mm-hmm. you were James Lattimore. I was. Now man. you are Theta Salazar. What happened?
0: What took place? What does your name represent? And why did you, why'd you uh, change? Uh, well, my first name is, is, is Hebrew. And it means knowledge or to know. Uh, I converted to Judaism in... 2000 actually, uh, okay. right, right before the towers fell. Really? Uh, and so it, I was actually, uh, it was a, a symbolism of my regrowth or rebirth in a sense, my change of thought, my change of habit and process. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, And Theta Salazar means what again? Uh, my first name, Theta, is knowledge or to know. Okay. And the individuals that assisted me with uh, Torah and my studying portions and my, basically, uh, th- they were uh, Salazar. Salazar, okay, yeah. gotcha.
1: Yeah. So, so, let me ask you this. Did you run into any backlash from our brothers and sisters? And, you know, you, you grew up probably Baptist or Christian or whatever you grew up representing. Right. Did, did you get any backlash?
0: Well, you know what? I will tell you this. Uh, I actually went to Old National Christian Academy. Okay. And my mother, I, I believe in her infinite wisdom, she was, uh, she put me in a Christian Academy first, and then she put me in a Jewish school. Okay. And basically she, after that, then she put me in Westwood in, in eighth grade. Of course. And, and it, Which became Westlake. And so, and then she was like, choose. Uh, hmm. And so... To me, all a religion is is a way you communicate with God. Just like some people speak French, some people speak Spanish, some people speak Portuguese, some people are Catholic, some people are Islam, some people are Christian, some people are Jewish, some people are whatever. Uh, And so for me, it was a way that I was able to communicate with God and speak with God and and hear God speak back. Gotcha. And and that's what. You heard his voice, that resonated most with you. You heard his voice Absolutely. But to answer your question, yes, I did receive some, uh, you know, people I think. they, of course, rightfully, in in their own sense, question what they don't understand. Mm -hmm. And some people might fear what they don't know. Uh, You know, of course, you know, I ran for House of Representatives. So when I did so, I ran for 44th District, Smyrna, Vinings, Mableton, Northwest and Southwest Atlanta. Wow. So when I ran for office, that was one of the things that came up. Now, also to mind you, I had a top secret clearance because I was an intelligence specialist with the Navy. So <laughs> you're trying to get dirt on me or find out something on me. And I've got a clearance that's going to make that very difficult for you because, number one, there is no dirt. But number two, First, I mean, let's start there. No, but number two, you're going to have to get clearance to see any of my records. So they, you know, so that was the only thing people like, oh, so tell us about your name, you know, blah, 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 gotcha. blah, blah. So I got that question a lot. And you I to deal with that. Uh, of course. Yeah. You know. And
1: man, poet, activist, you ran for um, House of Representatives. When you were coming up, what did you want to be? What were you saying you wanted to be?
0: Man. Or did, they, did you let
1: anybody label you or, or ask you when, you when you got asked that question like we all do? And I don't always think it's a good question. You know, it's funny. Uh, what'd you know, think? Uh,
0: uh, As a joke to some people, I always say I wanted to be a space monkey. <laughs> because I want to be an astronaut. A space you know. monkey. You know, I okay. really did. I, and I just really didn't know. I just thought it, that, that would be something cool. I was like, oh, you get to fly. But no, you not only get to fly, you get to you get to go up into space if you want to. Right. right. So, yeah, aeronautical, all that stuff. I thought I'd be doing something exciting like that. Uh, I also had it in my mind that I was going to be center field for the Braves for quite some time too. So Man. that was one of my thought processes as a child. Uh, and then it's funny, I remember one day, actually, I used to go to the library and I would watch people and I would say, oh, okay, you know, this person has a stethoscope around their neck. They're either a doctor or in a medical capacity. Oh, this person right here, they look like a teacher. Oh, this person has on a hard hat. They look like they're in construction. Mm-hmm. And I remember I said, I wonder what I'll be when I grow up. And as, as plain as I hear your voice, I heard it in my head, I'd be an attorney. Wow. So I didn't know what that was. I went home. I said, "Hey, mom, what's an attorney?" Uh, and she explained it to me. I said, "Oh, you mean like a lawyer?" Right. And she said, "Yes, kind of so." And and she said, "Also, other countries refer to them as barrister." It, it's it, but yes, that's the along the line. So then she said, "If that's what you, if that's, if that's what you heard, then that's what we'll make happen." That's and my right. mother said it on that. From that day, everything that she did was pushing yeah, you know, me in yeah, that way. path. Yeah. So oh, man, you are proof, you are proof,
1: man, that people need to dream big and man. that anything is possible. I've been watching you, I've been following your career, I've been checking you out, I've just, I've seen you with every celebrity, just name some of the people man, I've seen you in pictures with, and how, oh, how, give me at least how two of them Happen. The last one I saw, I ain't gonna ruin it. I saw, go ahead, you tell me.
0: Uh, let's see, well, uh, I've been fortunate enough to work on some projects, I've produced a project, I was on the National Legislative Committee for the Screen Actors Guild. I was AFL-CIO delegate for SAG-AFTRA, and I was on the National Television Nominating Committee for SAG-AFTRA. So I also was strategist board-at-arms for the original meetings with SAG and uh i ran for board of directors of sag i was not elected but that's okay uh as long as the work of the guild and the governance goes forward on close on those screen actors guild is screen actors guild, Scra- screen actors guild okay. now and we've partnered with AFTRA, which is the american federation of uh television and, and radio the F- american television and film radio association
1: and some of the people you some of the people that we may know that you've done business with in the hollywood who
0: oh uh michael t williamson we call, of course, T. Uh, brother Keith David, uh, great brother, uh, Ernie Hudson. Uh, I, uh, K- you remember Kenny Lofton? Who, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. so Kenny Lofton was my producing partner. Kenny Lofton played for the Braves, mm-hmm. the Indians, Yankees, uh, and Dodgers. We won't hold that against him. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, but no, Kenny See, actually Hall uh, of Famer. And, and, and it's and it's a real, real, real great story about Kenny and I, because Kenny's, Kenny's one of my frat brothers. Uh, and when I was in law school, I would actually go by his office because I found out where his office was. Okay. And I'd be like, man, one day we're going to work together. One day we're going to work together. One day we're going to work together. I hadn't even graduated law school. Right? <laughs> so I uh, graduated. And uh, of course, he had an attorney and Kenny's produced four films really Kenny has produced four films
1: I didn't even know he was I saw you in a picture with Kenny and I didn't know I didn't know that's what I was doing
0: yeah so Kenny actually one day he had something that one of the attorneys didn't necessarily do to his liking and he asked me if if I could look at it and I said yeah man give me 48 hours and then you know we've been together since so Wow great brother Uh, we've also worked with Flex Alexander uh, Buddy Lewis uh, I work closely with Special Ed, the rapper. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. so work very closely with Ed and represent him on on some of his projects. Uh, yeah, we, we've we've been able to, to make, you know, a, a good impact. You know, shout out to Ray Stoney, you know. Yeah, West, man, Westlake. West West yeah, Westlake. Yeah, I'm gonna get Ray right out
1: here too. Yeah, uh, of course. I see him in every
0: commercial. Yeah. I'm like, my man. Yeah, so, yeah. And, and that's a good thing too. It's opportunity out there in front of the screen and behind the screen, and you know, All you have to do is believe in yourself a little bit, because if you show up, let God show out. Mm -hmm. You know, God helps a child to help himself. So if you put yourself in certain environments and certain situations, you know, and if you continuously put yourself in good situations, good things will happen because people, especially in in the film industry. I mean, if you're working 12 hour days, 14 hour days, you want to be around people that are, you know, that aren't going to get on your nerves. Y'all know that. That's That's right. right. That's right. No, no, no. Yeah. The law of association is real. Let's, let's let's take
1: it from the top, real quick, Theta. So, um, coming out of high school, what college did you go to? Did you go to the Navy first? I want I wanna okay. walk through your career, because I gotta get to this Wizard of Oz thing too. Okay, sure. And, and your activism. Coming out of high school, you left Westlake, graduated from Westlake, ended up doing what then what? First two U-
0: steps. University of Georgia. Okay. Uh shout out to that national championship. Yes, go dog, sickum, wolf wolf. <laughs> uh yes, uh political science degree. Okay. So from there uh, and what a lot of people don't know, I attended four different law schools. Did you really? Yes, I attended four different <laughs> law schools, <laughs> and that's that, that was happened. adversity in a, in and of itself. You know, and it, it's funny too because when you ask me, one of the most difficult situations that I personally experienced it was navigating through law school. I'd say really, uh, and so and then when. Uh, so my first law school was University of Louisville in Kentucky, okay. Uh, and then uh, I transferred to John Marshall here in Atlanta, where my sister also graduated from John Marshall. Okay. Shout gotcha. out to my sister Camille. What up, counsel? Yeah. So uh, y'all work together on some stuff. We have worked together on okay. a couple cases, okay, actually. Cool. Uh, she she she's actually in New York now, working on a judge's campaign. A judge. So there's a judge running in, in Brooklyn. Okay. Uh, and so she's up there. Uh, she was try- She actually wanted to leave her position with her company and work with but they made her and they's like hey work part-time we got an office in new york because she was here in atlanta got you so yeah so she went up there she's working on that campaign and she'll probably return you know unless you know new york can put its hooks in you it's a good city yeah. you know and if you're you know and she she it agrees with my sister she's done some time in new york and up there in uh philadelphia and in that north uh east corner okay uh so yeah it's, I didn't mean to cut you off. So John Marshall. Yeah. And then how do we get to the other two schools? So from John Marshall, uh went to uh, Concord, transferred to Concord in California, okay. actually. Now, keep in mind, so I was in the Navy. uh I joined the Navy 2002. So and my separation date was 2012. So uh if I'm still under obligation to the military, they have influence on where I get to go. Okay. Uh, especially if I'm, I want my GI Bill and, and those things that you know. So it was one of it was real. It was, it was it was kind of political at times when it shouldn't have been because it was my career, my education, and I should have you know been able to do go what I want to do and where I want to go. Absolutely. Uh, I I just at, at that point in time I didn't. You don't know what you don't know, and I was just a young man just trying to make the best way I could through life. Uh, so I transferred from Concord. To Abraham Lincoln where I graduated now I only transferred there because I was paying for my own schooling at that point in time and I saved ten grand by going from uh, from Concord to Abraham Lincoln got gotcha. you and so to me that was you know that was incentive all right
1: so for four different schools mm-hmm. but this sounds crazy but remember I, I, I wanted mm-hmm. to go to law school but I wasn't as smart as you no, So I'll this to sound crazy Four different schools but so is that one degree Across, or it's you, one degree. You got, you got my into- degree,
0: my degree is Abraham Lincoln uh, okay. University School of Law.
1: Okay. Yeah, and, uh, and
0: spe- did, you, did you have a specialty? You do, don't know. Do, do law degrees have a specialty. No, no. So the only uh, law degree that has a specialty would be tax. If you okay. want to be a tax attorney, you okay. have to go to additional schooling. Uh, but no, uh, you pass the bar, and then your license is in the bar of that state. Gotcha. Uh, should you want to practice in other locations, you have to petition to their highest court for what's called pro hac vice. Okay. So, like, I'm in a case in Dallas, Texas right now. Okay. Uh, and it's, a, and it's a, a civil rights case, if you will. Okay. And it's a pro hoc vice matter that, you know, I, rep- I, I petition to the court and you associate with local counsel. So, you have a local attorney there. What if the judge wants to see you at 3 o'clock on Tuesday? Okay, can can you get on a plane? If not, you got to have local counsel that's there on the ground to back you up. Gotcha. Uh, and so that's one of the things that's important now. There's a—I'm uh, re- working with a family, uh, the the Moore family now, the Ferguson shooting, December 12th. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. so— yeah. got to get into your civil stuff. Yeah. yeah,
0: so we're working with that family now. Uh, and the NAACP called me about that case, okay. which, which was cool because the president of the NAACP in California— had been in touch with the family and was like, well, hey, because they didn't want a local attorney because sometimes local attorneys, you know, I don't know, that's that sometimes the some of. the politics get kind of and way. sometimes it's good to have, you know, in some situations that you have a, you know, outside. A, absolutely. OK, so. All right. So we get our degree. We don't just jump into international, I'm assuming. What do you what you start with? Do you ever start with um? Or a personal injury or anything? You know, it's funny because up. I really didn't know what I wanted to do as an attorney. It's funny. People would always say, oh, you're acting, you're doing this, you're going to be in entertainment law. And I would say, well, entertainment law is such a saturated market, especially here in California. There's so many entertainment attorneys. Right. How can you really make a difference? But I really enjoy that aspect. And I kind of didn't run away from it. I did it first, but so many of my people like, hey, I got a meeting with ABC. Uh, can, can you come? Or, hey, I got this contract here. Somebody just, can can you look at that hey uh yeah no i just got this grant to do this documentary that i'm so could you do a contract so we can make sure so it would happen um the, the song Paul Masson, Wiz Khalifa, I did a contract for that song, if you know that one. Okay. Uh, shout out to Supreme, he's a producer that uh, put me onto that project. So, you know, music and film are totally different aspects, uh, you know, because they have different, you know, music usually have your publishing and your your performance organizations like ASCAP, CSAC, or BMI, which are supposed to track some of that stuff for you, a lot of your t- times, your music, your film contracts can be a lot easier because you're governed by the Guild, you're governed by SAG-AFTRA. So if you're a day player, you're getting your day player rate. Now, if it's a movie itself, I'm sorry. No, nah, it's okay. If it, right. If it's a movie, yeah. If it's a movie itself, the most important thing in hold up, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alright, All right, cut. Hold up. All right. Okay. Yeah. SAG and if it's a movie deal? Yeah, so if it's a movie itself, the most complicated part about that, I would say, I mean, of course you're gonna have to do the contracts for everybody from, you know, whoever's doing the music, make sure any music used in it is, is, is you know, free and clear. Okay. Uh, any of your locations that you're using, make sure that's, that, that there's no issue. But more than anything, it's your chain of title. Because you're not going to be able to sell a film if somebody thinks that the title to the film has been compromised or there's somebody that could come out and put a lien against the film. Like a a house.
1: Right. It's just it's the same thing. Yeah. So
0: that that's that's one of the things is making sure that your chain of title is right. Because then no matter how good the movie is, once you get the movie done, nobody's going to want to buy it. Okay. so let's so let's talk. Let's inspire some people. Okay.
1: What was your first big breakthrough? Not money, but just I want to show people that you can Mm. start something that's an idea and then ultimately, Brian, I knew I was I knew I was on my way when what happened? Uh, was it a well, case?
0: Was it? a? Yeah, I would have to say so. Uh, you know, that's a great question, I think. So. So I'll tell you, I was a and this is this is just for me. I was uh, I actually went to Los Angeles because I actually got offered a job by the chief justice uh, working with the Judicial Council. So I didn't know what I was gonna do. I was actually, I had an offer to go work in Jordan, uh, training the Jordanian army on basic intelligence. It was an 18 month gig. Okay. No, see, so it was 18 months, four months, I mean, it, uh, eight weeks of teaching, two months, two weeks off. So it was between that, going over there, but that was only an 18 a month gig, you know? So you got a year and a half, first 80,000 are tax free. So it was a lot of incentives okay. uh, to do that. But then I'd be in Jordan. Did I want to do that? But I didn't have any other opportunities. Nothing else was going on. I'm sitting around like, okay, (laughs) what's next? (laughs) You know, what's next? So this opportunity came up in California. And, you know, I was really preying on the opportunity in Jordan. And and I was like, you know, if nothing that comes up, I talked to my parents about it. Hey, look, I might go to Jordan. Uh, And this opportunity came up in california and it seemed much better and it was an opportunity with it was a position i didn't even know existed like i'm like they they even do this you know like and so then i I even said to myself i said there's going to be about a hundred people more qualified than me uh so i i took you know the opportunity applied it was ended up uh interviewing on two occasions and got it and it was It was one of the best things that actually happened to me, okay. uh, Because it made me focus on the law, and they still allowed me to pursue my acting and my my music endeavors. They really gave me that levity and flexibility to be me, right? And that was very special for me. Yeah. Uh, So I have to look at that as a point in my life when I'm like, okay, I can really do, I can really be creative, and I can really be legal at the same time. Gotcha. So then that position ended up moving to Sacramento. So it was either if I wanted to go to Sacramento and work or did I, I, I'd have to step away. Gotcha. So that actually forced me to to start my own firm. Gotcha. And I was scared as crap because I'm like, I'm not going to have a paycheck unless I pay myself. That was a big situation for me. Now you're talking my language. Yeah, that was a big situation for me. And it was I was forced into and I almost and it's crazy because I just got married, too. So I how, do, how, how I look telling my wife, OK, I got to go work in San Francisco and Sacramento for, you know, four days out of the week. Gotcha. And then I'm living in L.A. Right. Living south in L.A. The north. So, yeah. So I, I I didn't think that was fair to her. And I definitely didn't want to do it either. Right. So uh, I, I stuck out on my own. And it, I would have to say uh, shout out to Ali Salimi, hmm. University of Georgia. Um he li- has his firm. Uh, we actually partner here. He's, uh, he's uh, the partner of Atlanta Auto Accident Attorneys. Shout out to them. Okay. Uh, he actually taught me in 2014, he taught me how to litigate a case per se, gotcha. how, to, how, to, how to prepare a case, process it file lawsuits so, you know some of the, some of this my same templates that I use from my original filings are still you know from Ali you know and that's the important thing every attorney coming out of law school you you almost have to partner with another attorney cuz law school teaches you the law it right? does not teach you how to be a lawyer skills. or an attorney there you go. it just does not So those are some things that, you know, I owe Ali, you know, each one teach one. So that's why now when other individuals, whether they're in high school, whether they're in college, I offer young men to come to court with me, Mm. you know, if you want to see the court, if you want to see the court system, you're more than welcome to come with me. I, and, and I'd rather you come to court and see somebody coming in in a criminal case and realize that that's not the, the, well, something right. you ever want to have happen to you. Uh-uh. But, uh, yeah, you, you have to you have to have somebody that guides you, that, that pulls you along and, and, and that gives you a Mentor. foundation and sort of, you know, you teach, teach somebody to fish, you know, or at least give them the food and open it up and say, hey, here, come back and let me know if you don't know how to, to use this or this or this. Right. Yeah. So you did you did criminal as well? Uh, yes, we do do criminal.
1: Defense, obviously defense. So, right. so
0: my my firm does criminal defense, personal injury, labor law, and entertainment law. Got you. James, let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. Data, let me ask you a question.
1: How do attorneys defend somebody they know did it? I know you did it. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm not saying you. Uh, I know, but <laughs> but how, do, <laughs> so, how do attorneys, if I come to you and say, look, I need to be honest, I did it. How well, can you
0: get me off? How do y'all do that? So... Uh, number one it's not about what somebody did or did not do the Constitution of the United States says they have a vigorous defense that they're entitled to a vigorous defense not just a defense a vigorous defense okay. so I had an a, a judge and I was I was close with this judge uh, I actually I've talked to two judges who used to be criminal defense attorneys and one judge I'm like your honor you rep I, I, I heard you represented some guy that stabbed somebody like 30 times right like, how'd you do that? Like, like You asked him that as yes, a case well, for your client? No, well, see, he wasn't... I I know he... he no, I just asked him because... Oh, in general. Okay. Yeah, okay. in general. Okay. I mean, gotcha. yeah, I didn't have a case with him. He was just a judge. Gotcha. And I know him. I know his family, something right. like, Your like, Honor. How'd you do it? I, yeah, how did you represent that individual? I mean, after the third, they had to know the person. I mean, just have the person like... That didn't sit, on, un, you know, uneasy with you? <laughs> I asked those questions. Right. And so... He told me the same thing. He said, you know, uh, the Constitution does give him, you know, that's where I get that from. <laughs> you know, vigorous <laughs> defense. But what he did tell me, too, he's like, you know, I wasn't there necessarily to uh, try to. To, to defend his innocence. I was there to defend him and escort him through the system because they knew what he had done. you know. And I, he's, I said, well, that, that was it. I said, well, there were some mitigating factors that, that were there too, which made me feel a little bit more comfortable. But yeah, I mean, they knew what he did and I wasn't there to defend him. I wasn't saying he didn't do it. I said, but you also have to remember, and this is what he told me, he said, besides that, you don't have to prove a man's innocence in a criminal defense trial or case, the prosecution has the burden of proving their guilt right. beyond a reasonable doubt. Right. So even if you stand there and say nothing, if they've never met their burden of proof, you still don't have to say anything. But the, but is there a moral complex that oh, says- yes. So yes. There is a moral comp- comp- compass for me. Uh, I had the opportunity to represent someone that was accused of uh, child molestation. I did not do that. Yeah. I just said for me, I'm sorry, uh, you may be innocent. Uh, I don't know any of the facts of the case. I just choose not to. And one of the reasons too, you know, is my, my political uh, background, mm. you know, and when I run, you know, for, for you know, certain positions, your background comes up. Yeah. So one mm-hmm. of the things I, I want to be above and beyond reproach, you know, is with those individuals. You know, I will say I've represented individuals uh, uh, for domestic violence. Uh, I, I represent males and females. Mm. I have uh, on Monday, I'll be uh, meeting with uh, the city attorney investigator where I have a client who is a female who is accused of domestic violence. Mm. Uh, each situation is its own. Uh, I, I don't I, I've never represented anyone accused of rape. Mm. I do have multiple, indiv- in, I have multiple individuals that are accused of murder, uh, you know, and it's it's something that is. I ask myself every time, you know, if, if, if it's a case, I look at each of the facts. Can I represent this person? Can I not? Uh, and I know that at the same point in time, you have a lot of mitigating factors in the defense and you have to put up certain situations. But if it, the only thing I would say, if there's a crime against an elderly person, uh, or a, a crime against a child mm-hmm. or something to that, I, 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 I can't, uh, bring it to myself to involve myself with that. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. So real quick, before we transition into mm-hmm. your acting and we're going to close out with the uh, activism. Mm-hmm.
1: Craziest case you've ever had. Wow.
0: <sighs> craziest case yeah, I've ever you, had. When it,
1: when it hits you, you like what? Like, and you took it, you went ahead and took this one. You well, I'd like tell you, that? the
0: craziest case I had is when, uh, Afini Shakur, the late, great Afini, mother of Tupac, her estate which had absorbed the Tupac Shakur estate uh sued my client uh, for some some items that they believe had been wrongfully appropriated from Tupac the the the, the crazy situation was uh that uh these items were actually uh Licensed by the state for the uh, what was that? That Tupac resurrection, the uh, the, the MTV project. Oh, the that project. They did. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. And they were given to Yasmin Fula. So I really didn't. Uh, I just thought it was crazy. You know, it's it's that was a, a crazy situation. I even you know, uh, because it involved Tupac and the situation. And I thought that had Tupac and Afeni still have, still been alive, it wouldn't have been any confusion. Right, gotcha. You, you know, gotcha. So. Uh, I also uh, 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 one uh, not. I wouldn't say one of the most serious cases that we have. Uh, we represent 14 individuals from the uh, we, the San Bernardino 2000 uh, December 2nd 2015 the terrorist attack there uh, that that resulted in you know some people being 14 people being killed. So, you are the defense attorney for the? No, we no, uh, not. I mean the family. I'm sorry.
1: You're the, uh those. You represent we're, the families who were plaintiffs.
0: Victims. Yeah, correct. Yeah, the plaintiffs in that yes. case. So that that's we because that's the civil law aspect of personal injury, wrongful death. Gotcha. So we have a a few cases involving uh, the Joint Terrorism Task Force and a lot of federal issues such as that. So those are you know some of the correct. cases that are you know, most pressing because you have loss of life and mm. you have to deal with the families and you have to explain to them and, and be compassionate and be comfort, comforting. Uh, and then you have your different uh, levels of law enforcement that you have to deal with all the way up to sometimes even the U.S. attorney's office mm. uh, in, in their involvement. So but at right. the same point in time, you know, it's it's you, you get a sense in those cases because, you know, usually as an attorney, some people, people in, in and they come to you either on the best day of your life or the worst day of your life, mm. Uh, mm. or when things are going either really well or- Terrible. terrible. Right. Yeah. And so you have to, you know, one of the things is that you have to be able to do is to not take a case and internalize the emotional stress and strain. And it's okay to do that, uh, but you have to have a switch. So when the day is done, you have to turn that switch off. Gotcha. So that it doesn't weigh upon you. And then you have some of those clients that because you feel so for them, you do internalize it because mm. you know they're such the nicest person and sometimes you have bad things mm. that happen to, to good people. Mm. And you know, it's, I, it's, it's something that I said to myself one day, I've become good at comforting people who have lost loved ones and I didn't like that. Mm. I, didn't, I didn't like that. You didn't like to do with becoming that person? I didn't like it because I realized it was something that uh, nobody should have to become good at. <laughs> you know, oh, I okay. Yeah, because you know, <laughs> here it crazy. is. Yeah, but it's that means that people who should still be here were losing their lives, mm. and that's mm. what was a you know, but that was something difficult for me. Uh, but you know, I like to think of myself as a as a blessing to people when I can be, and if, yeah. if they can find me, then you know, to whom much is given, much is required. So
1: there's a there's a law student out there right now that's about to give up, or there's an attorney right now who feel like he can never open up his own firm. What, what do you say to those guys? It's on. The, they they, the, they, they want to give
0: up on this thing. Well, not even if they're a law school or an attorney, if it's someone that's even thinking about law school or thinking about furthering their education. Uh, take that first step. Uh, you have to keep one foot in front of the other. You can achieve what you have in your mind. It won't happen like you think it will, but it will happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you just have to plan your work and work your plan, mm. uh, and have to stay faithful and prayed on it. So if there is someone that's in law school, uh, they would want to email me, uh, Salazar law at gmail.com. And if you do email me, I will email you back with a outline of every single subject from your law school. Uh, I also came up with something uh, that helped me that's being taught by one of the professors at the Fullerton College of Law. All I see cannot tolerate calling men divine ever. All I see, and the C is conspiracy, so it's just a C, it's not S-E-E, all All I see cannot tolerate calling men divine ever and in that you have every California crime and California defense. Oh, wow, in that acronym, in that, in that phrase.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Meaning each letter? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I If yeah. you were to spell it out and to see it's conspiracy.
0: Yeah. Everything in California law is in that, in that acronym. Yeah, and so if, you, if, if, if there's a law student that's in law school, if you send me an email, I send you the outline that has all of your courses that you'll need. And this will help you prepare for the bar exam, too. Uh, So I always tell people different states, uh, like, so I went to, of course, four different law schools. Kentucky, which is University of Louisville, my first law school, that's a commonwealth. So you have Mm. certain states that are commonwealth states. So they have different law and commonwealths. What are your commonwealths? Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. Massachusetts, Virginia. Uh, I'm missing one. Kentucky. Kentucky, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and so and then of course you got louisiana which is new napoleonic code which is on something totally different too really yeah so okay yeah so but so the only you might have those nuances in your commonwealth law but you still have what's called the common law so all the other states are common law georgia's common law all the other states you got your four commonwealths which because they have remnants back to our you know to our original day yeah yeah Man, so. what have I been doing with
1: my life, James? Oh, uh, man,
0: you've been, you've what been doing What have I been doing with my uh, life, man? Quite, quite quite, a lot,
1: obviously. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, just, I mean, I can't even get all your career in this one sitting. you got to obviously come back. When are we going to come back and maybe do a panel of attorneys yeah. and maybe some, um, one of my friends told me, uh, George Oliver. Okay. George Oliver right. said, um. There's no such thing as at risk youth. All youth are at risk, and I love that. Absolutely. We need to bring some kids in, some teenagers in, and really, so they can see the other side of things. And maybe right. we'll, when I, when I expand the, the dock here, we'll sit out here and talk to some kids. Bring yourself I would, in. I would absolutely. Love to, I would love to go
0: over more um, vision expansion, of course, dedication. And, and one of the things that I would say is you know, you can't accomplish anything, but sometimes we are our own worst enemy. Uh, for me, I had to learn there is a season. And a reason. There's a season for everything. You, you it's like a, a your your crops. Mm. You know, you have to fertilize them. You have to put that time. This is that season. Mm. Sometimes your seasons can't mix, so sometimes you know you have to have your focus on that one thing that you know is going to sustain you and take care of you. So. I've focused so much now into my law, but I've been blessed to where the law and the entertainment overlaps, like when I produce projects or do contracts or work things behind the scene. Mm -hmm. I'd love to get back to that point uh, at some point in time in the future where I get to see more on the other side, but I realize, there is a season and there is that reason at that point in time. So don't spread yourself too thin right. that you're not able to make an impact in the areas of life that are most important. So yeah. I think that's something to really note. And, uh, you know, I tell all my people, man, all my brothers, each one teach one. Maybe we can reach one. Maybe we can get all the brothers up off the street, son. <laughs> Well, let me tell you, man. I was proud of
1: James Lattimore, but I'm yeah. honored to know Theta Salazar, man. Hey, man. I really am, man. All love. I, I, brother, I'm proud of you, man, man. I really am.
0: I'm really proud am. of you. Thank you for having me, man.
1: Hey, no question, man. It's a great day to change lives. I will put his information in all the captions Absolutely. and all the lower thirds and all of the comments as well. Make sure you follow Theta Salazar 3.
0: I am Salazar3
1: on I social media. I am Salazar3 three on social media.
0: Yeah, also SalazarLawGroup.com. Uh, you know, we are, if you have any issues with anything, we don't ch- have any uh, issues trying to help anybody that we can, and we don't charge for any consultations.
1: Nice, nice, man.
0: Hey, it's a great day to change lives. Remember, your story belongs to you,
1: but your message belongs to the world. We all have trials and tribulations. It's time to turn those things into celebrations. Thanks for coming. Thanks man. for having us. I, I, Jade, I can't get it all in, man. Oh, man, please. <laughs> I, can't get, I can't get it all in. We got to get a quick picture real quick, and I'm going to send you some clips and stuff so all we can right. get your business, so we can get your law firm out there, all the right. website. So there. that was all right? Yeah, man, great, yeah. Okay. I, all I got to do is let you rip. Okay. Pull the rip cord. Daddy, I always been like that. Just let him rip. Yep. <laughs> all right. Dad, you got two attorneys. How many How many skids? Three. Three, total. You got two attorneys at least. Two, yeah. You ain't got to worry about much. <laughs> That's too cool. Oh, now, now look, now look, now it won't act right. I know. Someone that one, that guy got hot. Yeah. He got hot. I'm gonna tell you to get the umbrella. I got a big one in my car, but it looks um... beautiful though. It look good? Oh, yeah, 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 that's good. Did the ducks did the ducks make a cameo? Did they make a quick cameo? Yeah. All right, good. Several times. Several yeah. times. But yeah, I'm gonna tell you. So he's in the shade now? Yeah, he's in the shade. Okay. I um, mean, you cut him off. He's make sure he powered up. Out for the- that's where to cool them down. Alright. There we go. We'll do one sitting Oh yeah, you got a vertical. We'll do one sitting back like we normal conversation. Mm-hmm. Alright, All
0: right. now we let, got to let bring me bring you back, man. Let me just do one with a flow real quick.
1: Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, come on, yeah, <laughs> let, yeah, forgot about the freestyle. Still we still rolling, we still mic'd up. Yeah. Alright, okay. so yeah, this will be a great outtake. So, Theta, you gotta give us some, uh, you said you know how to, you were a poet as well in your title. Absolutely.
0: Give me something. Alright, uh, let's see. Let's see. Alright, they're trying to break our concentration but just stay focused. I know I've told you like my brothers on the side, but never revoke us. And if you want to come through the site, hold on, hold on, stop. Uh, all
1: right, all right, we'll do i take, on. don't worry about it. Hold I can edit
0: that out. I know you got about all 15 right. of them. Nah. Let me break it down for your soul. And I'm gonna break it down for your conscious. And I'm gonna take my time for precision in case I come off slightly obnoxious. See, we gots to concentrate on our goals and we gots to stay focused cause the enemy's trying to pull the wool of our eyes, they trying to yoke us and treat us like the driver's license a DUI and revoke us and shoot, stab, suffocate, drown and even choke us Red rum, red rum, they prefer us dead and dumb, add a multiply but don't let them subtract from the sum cause see, don't, they don't care where you're from and they don't care what you've done, step up wrong, put on your track shoes and just prepare to run Just shoot knowledge quicker than bullets, get shot out of a gun. See, we're the child of the stars, father of the moon and sun, and other constellations like Indians on reservations. We do this for the love and the crowd participation. If they want to relax, they just take a vacation, but you attack a track and wake it up in time for tribulation.
1: Yeah, yeah, I like it. You never know when it's gonna end, but (laughs) I love it. That's why you got to pay attention all the way through. (laughs) My man. man. Status in the building Salas, i appreciate it man no i appreciate come you come back as soon as you can <laughs>
0: indeed 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 you say you stay in three
1: places now miami uh, atlanta yeah, l.a yeah how like
0: just kind of based on where the work takes you well you really i mean I'm, I'm working in l.a okay gotcha. that's, that's probably you know and that's of course primary. outside of you know cases i might have like you know got one in texas uh have just settled case in Maryland. Yeah. Uh you know, great work with uh brother Wendell Gordon. Good attorney out there. Uh give me your favorite GIG experience real quick. My favorite shout GIG experience. Shout out to, GIG shout out to our man. GIG. My man.
1: Favorite, your favorite GIG memory.
0: My favorite so Gig Preston Elliott brother. Man, uh my favorite one is I, I have so many I, got I would a million, just you know say, I would just say my favorite one is when we were at school and there was this dude, he didn't even know this dude, he was, and, you know, dude, he was, this dude was fighting somebody. <laughs> and, but Gig was, walked up to the dude and was like, uh, who do you think you about to fight? And I'm like, man, Gig, you don't know this dude, you know this dude? And he's like, uh, he's like nah, man, that's, that's not right. I said, you know, if he's gonna fight somebody, he should at least fight somebody his own size like me <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's like me like me and he said well you know if you're gonna be out here trying to mess with somebody else you know he at least need to be fair you know right. So, right, right, right. That's, that's how he was, was like, man. Yeah, man that's how he was as i was like man dude watch him do that he didn't even know that that kid is like yeah like and maybe he just had something against the dude i don't know but he was right. like he, he took it he and but he did that with it. other people too like all often. often all the time often yeah. like he made it his business To make sure that if something was going down, it was going to be fair, right? You know, and that was didn't matter what it was in life, you know, and that's what I whether it was business or whether it was you know a relationship, you know, he just wanted people to be fair to one another and to show love, yeah, man. You know, and that's why losing him was such a big loss to me, you know, just because you know and you know this uh, way too soon, man. Way too Mm -hmm. soon, man. But I,
1: I told people at the funeral, you know,
0: you heard me. The
1: best way for Giggs' legacy to continue. That's true. We got to take two young men. Two. Give them at least two minutes a day for the next 22 weeks, and let's see where they end up in 22 years, because he passed on two, 22, 22. That's right. And that's how his spirit would never, never die.
0: And speaking of which, now that you bring that up, uh, there's a good brother, Stephen Lee, uh, runs UNC, uh, Unity Networking Counseling Center. Okay. And he's been putting in work for about a quarter century. Oh, wow. Yeah, putting you know, with the youth, mentoring uh, young men of color, uh, providing them opportunities. Uh, you know, and, and he, may I give him a plug? Yeah, go ahead, yeah. And uh, sure. actually, Brother Lee is uh, running for, I believe, District 40 uh, for state representative. Okay. So I, I did mention you to him uh, actually, I just, I saw him yesterday, I mentioned, okay. and I told him, you know, about what we had, oh, yeah. and I said, you know, if nothing else, he's a good brother that you know, because he's active in the community. Uh, his, 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 his office is, uh, usually, on, it's on that, Donald Lee Hollowell corridor. Okay, for sure. So that's where the UNCC building is, so they usually mentor more young men from that area, those, gotcha. those areas right there off Hollowell, uh, and those, you know, low-income, you know, those homes over there that, re- single parent. Yeah. You know, disenfranchised. You know, that's what he is, and he's he's over there in that community making a difference.
1: Yeah. So give him a shot. So he's running. So what what we need to do? You tell uh, about to, for him to. He's running for. Yeah. He's running for state representative. Okay. uh For 40th district. And his name again. Stephen Lee. Stephen Lee. Absolutely. And so. By when do we need to like? Because this will air. When when? Uh, what's our deadline?
0: Oh gonna, he, yeah. The, this is going to be in the ne- the upcoming election. So okay, they're okay, just they're time. just yeah yeah. But you, uh-huh. if you if you if you ride through uh southwest atlanta ride through adamsville Uh, you ride down mlk over in the northwest atlanta on that side you see his street signs out you know you'll see so when you see him you know he's out there campaigning he's knocking on doors and he's a real good brother too uh you know he's got had his feet on the ground in the community you know and you have you have uh you know young families that might have you know, not stay in that community, but they've heard about Mm -hmm. uh, Brother Lee and they've actually taken their kids over to UNCC, you know, because they do such a, you know, they do such an amazing job and it's just like it's there in the community and there are not too many individuals that are pouring back into our community like that so when you get one you really have to nurture them because yep. i don't want to be around one day and say oh man i sure wish we had somebody to to help out with all these kids right. that Indeed. need somebody just yep. to have them a, a good positive word or a positive message oh well you know uncc used to be down the street so i don't ever want to hear that right, so right. i always let's try to absolutely i always yeah, let's try to connect work connect
1: with this absolutely. absolutely for sure, mm-hmm. for sure. We'll, we'll all get together and do the ultimate collab okay yeah, yeah man let's do it i appreciate it man no, i appreciate Yeah.